Hi, I'm Happy Happy, bringing you Nutcracker. It's a narrative about the search for the lost mojo. With the intent, it motivates others to go get their lost mojo back. While taking the opportunity to appreciate the unrecognized moments and unsung everyday heroes of our lives. There are two sides to the same coin. If we spoke about our actions and being responsible for them and not attaching meanings to them was one side of the coin, let's explore the other side of this coin with this story about Abu and Arthi. Abu and Arthi went across to the grandparents' home for a summer vacation. The grandparents lived on a farm and they had a great time running around on the farm, playing around the lake, meeting different people, going to the market with their grandparents. While being there, they learned to make a slingshot. And they would try their luck with the slingshot every day. No luck. One day, while playing around on the farm, Apu happened to see a duck walking across. He, on an impulse, took out the slingshot, aimed it, and hit the target. As luck would have it, it hit the duck. It got injured. Apu got scared. He ran away into the house and did not tell anybody about it. Grandfather found the injured duck, tended to it, and spoke about it during the lunch. There was no further word about it. In the evening, on the same day, Apu and Arati were playing when the grandfather said, let's go to the market. Grandmother said, I need them to help me prepare the dinner. Arati turned around and said, Grandma, not to worry, I can go with Grandpa. Apu wants to help you in the kitchen. He told me in the day today. Apu was surprised. Arthi slowly walked up to him and said, You remember the duck? Apu got scared. He just put his head down, nervous, went and helped his grandmother. The next day at the breakfast table again, when grandma said, Let's clear the table, Arthi very promptly said, I'm going off to play. Apu said he wants to help you clear the table today. Apu was surprised once again. And then she again mouthed, You remember the duck? Apu put his head down once again, went about helping in the house. This went on for a few days. Suddenly, Apu got up in the morning one day and walked up to his grandmother and said, I am sorry. I was the one who hurt the duck. But I was too scared to come and tell you. I did not think I would hit it, but it got injured because of me. Grandmother looked at him, sat him down and said, I know. I was standing at the kitchen window when I saw it happen. I forgave you because I know you did not intend to hurt it and I love you. But I was waiting to see how long would you let Arthi take advantage of you. Apu was surprised, very apologetic. 
with tears in his eyes. He said, I'm sorry once again and thank you. Our actions can sometimes may have good effects, bad effects. There is a ripple effect and that ripple effect is above guilt, sometimes shame, a lot of emotional pain. We are humans. We are going to make mistakes. It's all right. Don't you remember those days when we were kids? I do. I was a very naughty kid. Where in a birthday party, if you took an extra cake piece or too many snacks and you got a glare from your elders. Or in the class when you were trying to play a prank and your teacher glared at you a long, hard stare. Well, they were trying to teach us to be disciplined. They were trying to teach us not to make mistakes. As life went by, we have learned rights and wrongs from the consequences of our actions. Not only ours, probably our siblings, friends, the others. The consequences taught us if the behavior is appropriate, it gets praises. And if not, you can get punishment, reprimands, sometimes rejections. And over a period of time, mistakes eventually come to mean either guilt or shame. This ripple effect, where the thought is about, should you do something? That action? Well, and then you take an action. You do the deed. Or you may not do the deed. If you do the deed, there are consequences. If you don't, there's always this niggling thought which is like, what if I had done that? What would have happened if I were to do this? And the thought continues. But if the action is taken, good would be good. And if it's bad, naughty, notorious, the feeling could be bad. It could result in feeling guilt. Guilt is only about feeling bad about the deed, the act. Shame is bigger, way bigger. When somebody sees you do something bad and keeps reprimanding you, repeating, admonishing, being sarcastic, it just makes one question of what they are as a person. Question of being, are you really good or are you really very bad as a person? The point that gets missed is, it's the behavior which is being pointed out and needs correction. It's not about the question of the person. But young as we are, still exploring, it becomes a framework. The tricky catch is in those statements like, are you being stupid? How stupid could you be? Silly, idiotic. It just keeps breeding shame. The reminder of these statements with the feeling of embarrassment, it just keeps growing. And if held on for too long, can become toxic enough to change the behavior and mannerisms. If not, it becomes a framework 
to constantly be cautious, conscious and sometimes very, very ashamed to be seen in public. Guilt can work in a curiously good manner as well. It becomes a measure to figure out what our own values are. After all, it's our own conscious which is telling us what we did is right or wrong. As children, we did not know these rights and wrongs. We were taught. And our experiences added on whether they were good enough for us or not. Imperfect as humans. Imperfect as the nature shows us again, time and again. Mistakes are mostly out of either an impulse, sometimes genuine thoughtless expressions, mostly never with the intent to obstruct or hurt or injure. Apu's example was good enough to teach. It's good to confess. It takes away the load from the heart and the mind. My experience says it just boosts one's conscience. Makes one more confident. My experiences of life taught me it's better to come clean. How much ever it may hurt, it's honesty at the end of the day. It doesn't let anybody take advantage of you. And it gives an opportunity to build a relationship. And how? If you are honest and you express it, you will get forgiveness eventually. There will be hurt, but it helps to build a healthier relationship. These guilts, the shame, if they turn into a bigger pain, they cause a lot of anxiety. A disorder to be perfect all the time or needing somebody to either give us approval or be there with us and we become codependent as an emotional support. That's even more stressful. It's up to us to control our mind. It's naughty. The mind is naughty. It will play its tricks. It tricks the heart and the emotions. It needs our focus, our conscious effort to try and keep it in check. It is not easy, but it is doable. And I found the words appropriate in this poem called Pain Ends by K.T.A. Brown. Breathe in the fresh air, put your mind at ease, let down your hair, let it flow in the breeze. Let your eyes wander to all the beauty to be seen. If those toxic thoughts you still do ponder, then let out a scream. Scream until the pain is gone, until you no longer feel afraid. Open your eyes to the new dawn. Let the darkness fade. No longer compare yourself or your flaws to others' perfections. Take the negativity off the shelf. Focus on your directions. Pick the sadness up off the floor. Sweep it into the wind. Close the door on self-hatred. Never let it back in. For the lies it would often tell you, 
you will no longer agree. Happiness and love are what you should hold on to. They are whom you should give the key. Pay no attention to the toxic thoughts. Listen to those who adore everything you are. Overthinking was what you once were taught. But now those thoughts you put in a jar. Focus on your goals. Never lose for your fight. It's time to open new scrolls. Everything will be alright. Our mistakes are part of our growing up, whatever be the age. Learning from those failures and frustrations is necessary. Talk to yourself. Look in the mirror. Give yourself time and attention. If not to yourself, find somebody who doesn't judge you and speak with the person. As parents and caregivers, we should watch what the youngsters are still trying to create for their own lives, their own identity, because they pick up what they see in practice. My mum reminded me it needs a lot of practice, a balance of feedback and nurturing. It really demands time and patience. I'm working on it and I hope to get it in some way kind of right. But it lets us show that whenever one is feeling low, be it guilt, shame, pain, the other person just wants to be valued. And we value them. Once again, something that I believe in, taught by my parents, reiterated time and again. Hold on to one positive about you in life always. And my younger one also told me, which worked so far when I tried. Forgive, but don't forget. On that note, look forward to seeing you next week. Better with your guilt, finding your positives and walking on ahead.